Welcome to Pastmaster, the show where we travel back in time and find out if we could survive and thrive in the past. Using the help of our AI-powered Game Master, we will find out if any of it makes any sense. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back in the studio, Tan, Keon, love to see you, growing out your hair again, I see. Looking, same outfit, same, same, same look, outfit. everything. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's, good look. it's a good look, if it ain't broken, don't fix it, Keon, yeah. that's what I always say. Mm. Yeah, we all, we all made sure that we would dress in exactly the same clothes. <laughs> this is weeks later. Weeks later. <laughs> what have you been up to in the last week? Any highlights? I'm going, because I'm going on safari in a few weeks. Of course, um, shooting elephants. All, all the game hunting. Game, can, big I game hunting. In. I love that. Yeah. Get an, bring back an elephant's tusk with me. You know what I'm like. So I've been getting all these jabs. So I've got some really oh, achy arms. Ooh. What, do you, like, what do you have to watch out for? Is it like bugs, mosquitoes, all, all of mosquitoes. that stuff? Mm. The nurse literally said to me, don't play with the mosquitoes. I was like, oh. <laughs> Typical kill. Yeah, that's why I was going. That and obviously the elephant tusks. Okay. And the, yeah. what, what are the big five? Because they were talking about the big... I've never been on safari, but... No, is me it, do you, do you know what they are? Is it like elephant, lion, hippo, hippo. wildebeest? The wildebeest, one of the big five. I don't know if it's one of the big five. I've never heard of this big five either. They talk about the big five. Yeah, right. if you go on safari, I don't know what they what the five. I'll are. let you know if I see if you any find of if them. you see any yeah, of the big yeah, five. Yeah, yeah let yeah. me know. Yeah. But yeah, I've just got achy arms at the moment. That's all okay. I've got to show for my for your endeavours. Yeah. Oh. So you're going on holiday again? You're gonna miss you're gonna miss some past master recordings. Yeah, but I think that's fine with everyone. Really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think they. I we'll don't think re- I'll we'll, be missed. We'll replace you with AI. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. If you could just speak, just say some words for the next yeah, thirty, yeah, 30 yeah. seconds, and then we'll just uh, it will just know it. what my reactions will be to everything, yeah. and then you just <laughs> te- and patch also that, that in. That's why we're filming you today, so that we can actually capture you. AI you. Yeah, 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 yeah. What would you like your uh, this AI program we're creating? What would you like it to be called? Like Keon the Keonverse. Yeah, I mean, Keon GPT. Yeah. <laughs> Keon, I'm trying to think something funny, but Keon Max, like Pepsi Max, but Keon Max, Max. Or just Auto, isn't it? Auto like, Keon, or, yeah, yeah, there you Auto go. Keon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just splice just... it so I came up with that really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and then so one day, if you don't feel like going to work, you just press a little button. Yeah, auto, I mean, Auto Keon turns yeah. up and does it. That would it would be seamless, honestly. <laughs> no one would notice. What, what would you say would be the strengths of Auto Keon? Where would you trust him the most and the least, perhaps? Just like witty banter. The most. Yeah, like yeah. you can depend on him for a quick witted okay. kind what, of reaction to something. What about a very dry? <laughs> what about a PowerPoint presentation that's really important to a new client? Yeah, I put like a five point business plan really together really really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and throw in some factoids. (laughs) (laughs) Factoids here and there. That's promising. What about you, Ron? What have you been up to? I thought you were going to say, what what, What, would your AI be called? I I don't know what we call it. I can't think of something funny either. (laughs) Talking about jabs, my daughter's had her final jabs. She's been a proper champ with that. Do you jab kids like you do, like when you get a puppy? (laughs) Like you get, you have to have their jabs. Yeah. That's so funny. I don't know why. Why is that funny? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Because I just think like when you get a puppy, they have to get jabs. Well, I mean, meningitis, Tuberculosis, all of these. You do all that when they're like born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so eight weeks old, then another three weeks later, then three weeks after. I got that stuff in year one and then you then you have them again and again. Oh right, they've all got to be topped up. I I just Um, don't remember the first ones. Funnily enough, (laughs) I just assume that was the first time I'd ever had them. It's quite traumatic though, because you're there at the doctor's and you're holding the baby. The baby doesn't know what's happening, and then needle in one leg starts screaming. But she didn't scream. She does this thing where when it's really bad, where she sort of goes. 
and she's silent Aww. for like 10 seconds because she's building up to the biggest cry ever. <laughs> oh, God. So you yeah. feel like, oh, I feel awful. But anyway, to the heat of the matter, to, yes. to the past. Yeah. We're quite enjoying solving some of these mysteries. And I think, Keon, you were saying there was one that you really wanted to find out about. I just wanted to see if it could figure out where Stonehenge came from, like why it exists. It's one of those things with ChatGPT, like we found with the Jack the Rip episode, when it's like when it doesn't really know the answer because there's no actual hard evidence behind something, it just goes into this mode where it starts getting fictional, or it just goes don't know me. <laughs> and so yeah, I just wondered how it would deal with getting to the bottom of why we've got Stonehenge, where it came from. Side but, note: yeah. I can't hear the word Stonehenge without thinking of what was that comedy mockumentary called? With um, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. I can't think of the, hear the word Stonehenge without hanging of Stonehenge, the mischief. Have you seen it? Nope. I can't, I can't <laughs> have, but I can't remember it. So it's just a go. really famous scene where they like, oh, they've got the song about Stonehenge and there's like druids and stuff. and they're, yeah. they're, But uh, they want to build this amazing set and he, and he writes on what he wants this set to be and he wants it to be like nine foot tall. And I'm like, but he writes nine inches and they build this like <laughs> tiny little set. So he's singing the song and it's, that's what I always remember. Yeah, so I think what I I don't know a lot about it. I've never been to see Stonehenge. All I know about really, it, you've never been there. No, I read, honest to God, I've never, I've never, you look like the kind of person who would have been. <laughs> yeah, druids, you love all that. But, um, I think these days you can't get that close to it, which sounds frustrating. I'd want to really get up there and have a good pat on the stone. Oh no, you can't touch well, it. I want to. God, no. I want to. That's, but, but I'm glad what, I haven't. You, I'd be you frustrated. Could never touch you, know, you it, can no. once a year at the solstice. Is that right? Yeah, you get to touch weird. it. Well, it's the only time I went, and mm. me and some friends years ago went down in the summer solstice, and we forgot to bring any food, mm. or and we forgot we were there for hours because obviously it's the shortest night of the year. Mm. But it's just thousands of drunk people and weirdos just playing drums and stuff, and you're just there. You on went the to stones. that. Yeah. What you like just leaning on the st- yeah, like you're yeah, leaning yeah. on the stones. You can. And th- this was about fifteen. 20 years ago probably now okay. what and uh, it was a crazy atmosphere and you've yeah. got you've got a couple of druids but it's mostly just students like wrecked yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know if they do that anymore but um, they still have you still they have the solstice today. but i didn't know you could touch them like yeah. uh, would you want to touch them if you could yeah that's like prehistoric uh, memorabilia, <laughs> <laughs> memorabilia yeah, exactly. the funniest thing about when you go to stonehenge now so they basically there used to be a road really, really close to it, so you could get really close. But now you have to enter via a visitor center. Right. They take you down in a coach, and you stand quite far back to see it. Yeah. However, what they haven't been able to solve is the A303, which right. runs along okay. there. If you're on your way to the visitor center, you drive past it, and you can see it. <laughs> All you got to do is look out to your right, and it's there. Yeah. So they really need so, a coach with blacked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, if you were like going to show someone who's really excited, you have yeah. to be like, look the other way, close your eyes, don't look, because you literally. <laughs> You, you're driving past it going, why am I paying 30 quid or whatever? Yeah. Wait, wait, so now, can you not get any closer than the A33 when you visit it? No, you can get a bit closer. You can get a bit closer. You get a bit closer. I'd be and so pissed off if like, it's 100 meters away. Yeah, I yeah. stayed in the car. But you, I mean, pretty much, you if you all you want to do is just see it, you can just That's see it. Yeah, yeah. And it just, I don't know, it just ruins a bit of element of, of <gasps> mystique about it. Yeah. Because like, by the time you turn up in the visit center and they take you down on the coach, you're like, well, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I saw it just from a different angle over there <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Um, so, one of, so, so one of the things with Stonehenge is obviously like a mystery. They're these en- enormous stones, which are in the middle of, are they, where are they near? Salisbury. Salisbury. And they part of the mystery. How did they get them there? What are they for? Yeah. Who put them there and why? I mean, the, it didn't all happen at once. It wasn't like, I'm going to get some stones and put this one here. Ta-da! They seem to have just been dragged from different parts okay. of the country okay. by like the Neolithic people. 
who and that they weigh like 20 tons like they're Oof, really heavy. stones sort of yeah yeah like they're massive how would they have gotten there and they're like rolling them they on reckon them? they like rolled them along yeah. and stuff and okay. and just dragged them across and they just over quite a long period of time built up this kind of thing which was used as like a kind of i think it's like religious ceremony worship type thing yeah yeah, yeah i mean i'm not it, well there's one way to find out we can go <laughs> visit it in the past because uh, just before we do there, there was one if you're a neolithic bloke or woman and just like milling around trying to get by you want to put a lot of your resources into just staying alive yeah, don't yeah, you yeah and it must have taken a huge amount of effort and work to it's get these wasting energy like. built um, yeah so it was important to someone it was right. yeah the other thing about it is the way that it's positioned it's, it's, it's kind of in line with the solstice, which is obviously a big thing. And it's definitely got some kind of astronomical connection. Okay. Yeah, there's something on that which they thought of that kind of, that was in whoever's mind it was that was making it. They yeah. were thinking about it aligning with certain things okay. just by the way it's positioned. Okay. It's a shame they didn't just write write down what they were little, doing. Little Instructions. Little, yeah. yeah. user manual. Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why go through all that and yeah. then just not explain just yourself? assume that everyone yeah. will understand. So anyway, we that was the the sort of spark for today's adventure, wasn't it? Yeah. And we were going to do a little live playthrough, but... Well, because our, our standard prompt, you know, it's, there's five different ways of winning and everything like that. I wanted to, if we're going to go... No longer, it's going to say, oh, which, where do you want to go and all that kind of stuff. No, we're going here and want to discover X. So I, I had to try and change the prompt a little bit <clears throat> and fully intending to do a live playthrough today. Mm -hmm. But it was so batshit crazy okay. what this has come up with that I, th I think we're going to do a pre-play. Okay. So I've, I found out the mystery of Stonehenge. Okay. I'm going to reveal it to okay, you. No, guys. no spoilers. Gave you the answer. No uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, was, it was the same guy as Jack the Ripper. Oh, was it, oh, was it Edgar Thorne? Like, <laughs> Edgar Thorne oh, did it. It's popping up again. <laughs> so, just a side note before we dive in. Yeah. We, we've taken out the whole who is Game Master embodying, should you mm -hmm. guess, but I still wanted it to be slightly. Have a fun. character. Yeah. So, I, I gave it a character, but then on my first test, the character was with me on the adventures, and I'm like, no, no, mate, no, 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 no. <laughs> Back off. You're a disembodied narrator's voice. Yes, exactly. Back off. So I edited the prompt again, just to reiterate, can we keep this in the second person? I don't want any of this, like, other styles of narration coming in, and you're not part of it, mate, yeah. so bum yeah. off. But then it very quickly intrigued me, and so I ended up trying to see where this goes. So I apologize. It's not a sweary episode, but I apologize in advance for the name I gave myself. I wasn't intending to read this out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a hard-to-pronounce nonsense name okay. inspired Captain by... Fuck <laughs> no, it's not Captain Fuck at all. It's, a it's more along the um, Wonkelthorpe realm. So, uh, shall we do it? Shall we find out? Let's dive in. Let's dive in. A swirl of colours envelops you, and the smell of age-old dust fills your nostrils. Suddenly, the colours vanish, replaced by the image of an eccentric wizard draped in flamboyant robes, adorned with glittering stars and moons. <laughs> God. His eyes sparkle mischievously, and his hands wave around as if controlling the very fabric of reality. I just paused there for a sec. So the, fir <laughs> the first the test... Fucking wizard. <laughs> the first test, I, I said the character is uh, an eccentric gay wizard. Right. And then immediately he was, became the main part of the story, and I'm like, no, no. So I then changed the prompt to say, don't, you're not part of the story, don't mention yourself. Okay. And then the very first thing it did, this is all in italics. Yeah, yeah. It described, it, it's like, Describes oh, no, I mentioned it. I'm just going to describe <laughs> this wizard. I also think, as you'll see, that the fact that I decided that the, the narrator was a wizard, ChatGPT's kind of taken that and it's an influenced the direction of the story a little bit. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see. 
Ah, welcome, time traveller. You have been chosen to embark on an exhilarating journey through the annals of time. Prepare yourself to uncover the mysteries of the past. But first, dear time traveller, do tell me your name. The wizard awaits your response eagerly. <laughs> what have we got a wizard? What's the, we haven't had, have we had a wizard before? No, no, I don't think so. first wizard. Okay. But, yeah, so Game Master's is a wizard. Does the wizard have a name? No. Uh, no. no. Okay. <laughs> However, you but I, I have a name, and yeah. I... I Again, I wasn't planning on reading this out at this point. I, I put, I'm uh, Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken. Ah, that's what it is. Okay. What? <laughs> I just I just bashed the keyboard. <laughs> Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken. Ah, Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken. What a whimsically wondrous name for a time-traveling adventurer. Prepare yourself for the ride of a lifetime. And it gives you some stage directions. Suddenly, the world around you starts to warp. Colours merge, the ground shakes, and you find yourself tumbling through a vortex of space and time. With a final jolt, you land hard onto the ground. As you regain your composure, you find yourself amidst an expansive, grassy plain. In the distance, you see the beginnings of a massive stone structure. Close by, a group of Neolithic tribespeople are eyeing you suspiciously. They chatter among themselves, clearly perplexed by your sudden appearance and your outlandish attire. Does anyone want to attempt some Neolithic mumbling? I'm just pitching like... Oh, God. Like a bit... Like a dog growling. Yeah. It was probably actually like very like speech. musical speech. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we like in, to just think... In my mind, it's pretty aggressive. <laughs> so I just asked ChatGPT to uh, give me an example how Neolithic people spoke. And it said, or there was no, obviously, I love that it has to tell me that there's no direct record of the spoken language. Or funny that, didn't expect that to be. But they say that it makes, the, the hypothesis behind it is that it varied on the location, but is the hypothetical example of how it might have communicated in a simple dialogue. So if it was pointing to a harvested crop, it would go, Ugagara, which means good food. And then person B would nod and go, Gara, which means food. Ugagara, Yeah. And they, is, is this yeah. just taking what we come up with? Oh, Stone Age language was ugga ugga and it, running. Is this, with it? is this from ChatGPT? Or yeah, this, oh, it is. Oh, okay. It's just ChatGPT. So this yeah. isn't the truth. Well, I asked ChatGPT, <laughs> give me an example of how yeah. Neolithic people spoke, okay. and, and that's uh, what it's come up with. Okay, but it, it made it very clear that it's highly simplified and speculative, <laughs> and the actual languages would have been more complex and diverse. Okay. Uh, well, on which note, one of these Neolithic men, a burly man with tattoos and piercings. Where do you get tattoos from in those days? Did you yeah, have tattoos? Just like old school, like with a knife, I suppose. Yeah. A bit of ash from the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Did they have yeah. people that had tattoos? Well, okay. in tribes, yeah. people have tattoos. Yeah. So one of them, a burly man with tattoos and piercings, approaches you aggressively, uh -oh. wielding a bone club. Who are you? Where did you come from? He demands, in a guttural language, that you somehow understand. Are you who you are? I think so. So you somehow understand it, and it gives you a few options. I come in peace from the future. <laughs> Subtext, don't hurt me. Yeah. Uh, two, I'm a wandering bard looking to share tales. Or three, quickly pull out a trinket from your pocket and show it to them, hoping to distract or dazzle them. Well, I, of course, went with number three. I thought that was the most appropriate thing yeah, to do. Trinket. Nice. With lightning reflexes, you pull out a small shiny device from your pocket, a modern-day flashlight. Clicking on it, you shine the bright LED light onto the ground. I thought it was going to say right in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Blind him. <laughs> Causing the patterns of the grass to dance with luminous colours. That's quite nice, isn't mm. it? Is he like a 
It's like a cat chasing a laser pen. <laughs> <laughs> come here, come here. Where's he going? The tribespeople gasp collectively, their eyes widening in amazement. The burly man stops in his tracks, his aggressive posture replaced by one of sheer astonishment. <laughs> I love that. Flashlight. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Whispers spread among the group, and they inch closer to get a better look at the magical device you hold. You, you wield the power of the gods, the burly man exclaims in reverence, dropping his bone club. Recognising the opportunity, and it's giving you putting words in your mouth here, mm -hmm. you take a deep breath and say, do you want to read it? I come bearing gifts and knowledge from distant lands. I seek answers about the great stone monument you are building. The burly man nods slowly, a mix of awe and caution in his eyes. You may speak with our chieftain, Irina. She is wise and will know how to deal with you. Seems like quite a normal name for like yeah. a, a Neolithic person. Go speak to Irene. She'll sort you out. <laughs> She's in the office. Yeah. You have to wait in turn. As you're led to meet Irina, you can't help but marvel at how quickly the tables turned. The flashlight, an everyday item from your era, became an invaluable tool for diplomacy in this ancient time. And then it's given us a fact. You want a fun fact? Uh, did you know? The era, often termed the New Stone Age, saw the advent of farming, the development of pottery, and the construction of large stone monuments like Stonehenge. People of this era were just transitioning from a nomadic to a subtle lifestyle. Mm. Thanks for the fact. <laughs> fact over. As you approach the tribe's main dwelling, you're introduced to Irina. She's a tall, regal woman with an air of authority. So, traveller, she begins, her eyes piercing you, studying you intently. What is it you seek? I, put, <clears throat> I seek the knowledge of the henge. Which mystical beings created it? Was it creatures from another world? I say. Not wanting to put ideas in your head, but... <laughs> Was it? <laughs> isn't, isn't that one of the uh, theories, that it's like a landing pad for aliens? They've made it as a... Yeah, there, there are certain people sort of that fring, think... Fringe nutty. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really buy that. I think it's, it was more of a... Just like a, a burial site or something. I was uh, really hoping that it would just push back and be like, no, we, no, we, no, we built it. It's just a standard thing, nothing special. Yeah, it's just a henge, mate. It's just a henge. <laughs> you not got henges where you come from? <laughs> Her eyes narrow thoughtfully and she leans back, taking a moment to consider your words. The henge, as you call it, is a project of our people's ambition and vision. This is a testament to our unity and our connection with the cosmos. She stands up and walks towards the window, her gaze fixated on the partially constructed Stonehenge. As for beings from another world, many rumours surround the creation of Stonehenge. Some say it's the work of giants, while others believe it to be a gift from the gods. The truth, dear Whistle McDonkle Tweaken, is that its creation <laughs> involves the dedication, ingenuity and strength of our tribe. So it's kind of pushing back there, actually. Yeah, it's it's yeah. saying, it's not aliens, mate. We, did, it, this. we did this, mate. Yeah. All right. Suddenly, though, <laughs> a mischievous grin forms on her face. But. <laughs> However. <laughs> there is someone who has recently joined our tribe, a mysterious man named Elron. Hmm, alarm bells ringing. Yeah. He often speaks of distant stars and hidden knowledge. Some believe he is from another world. Perhaps he's the one you seek. Now, Elron, right. Elron Hubbard, 
He's the founder of Scientology. Oh, shit, yeah. I was thinking of the elf from yeah, Lord El- of the Rings. Elrond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so we've got a name here which sounds a bit like the main elf from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And is also the name of the notorious liar yeah. and science fiction mad yeah. man Elrond Hubbard. Yeah. Well, maybe this will actually explain where Scientology <laughs> comes from. Might do. <laughs> and it gave you some options. Take me to Elrond. I wish to speak with him. Two, I'd like to inspect the stone circles closely. May I approach Stonehenge? Very polite. (laughs) (laughs) Or three, thank you for the information, Irina. I will continue my quest. I said I'd like to speak to this Elrond chap, if I may. Very well, Irina says, her gaze unwavering. I will introduce you to Elrond, but tread carefully. He is wise, but his ways are mysterious and unpredictable. You follow Irina through the village, weaving between huts made of straw and timber. The locals glance curiously at you, their faces painted with natural dyes in intricate patterns, indicating their roles and status within the tribe. So, dyes, Mm. maybe not tattoos, but I'm picturing Braveheart style blue (laughs) war paint type stuff. Finally, you arrive at a tent, larger and more adorned than the others. Irina gestures for you to enter. As you pull back the tent's flap, a waft of unfamiliar herbs fills your nostrils. What herbs are you picturing? I'm thinking a bit of thyme, maybe. Oh, that's familiar, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, what's an unfamiliar herb? Hard to say, isn't it? They're all so familiar these yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something Saffron. spicy. It wouldn't be anything like that, though. Right. I mean, unless this guy is from like another world, in which case it yeah. could be freaking alien herbs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just, yeah, imagine alien herbs. The inside is dimly lit by candles, their flames flickering as they dance in a rhythm to a soft chant that fills the air. Spooky, yeah. Anyone give us a soft chant? Um, oh. no, anyone else? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 it's all, it's yeah. all you, that is. <laughs> um, oh. Okay. <laughs> nice. Right, thank you. I, thought I, was I was just nodding like, off. I'm yeah, soothed. it's like a soothing chant, <laughs> yeah, rather than a crazy one. In the middle of the tent, surrounded by a circle of peculiar artifacts, sits Elrond. He's adorned in robes, unlike the rest of the tribe, embroidered with symbols of galaxies and constellations. His deep-set eyes lock onto yours, piercing through the dim light. Whistle McDonkeltweaken, traveller of time, he murmurs, his voice deep and melodious. I've been expecting you. <laughs> trying to get more deep and melodious. <laughs> oh, deep. Okay. <clears throat> I've been expecting you. <laughs> a shiver runs down your spine. How could he possibly know your name? And then, yeah, do you want to mm. just jump into what you uh, But How do you know my, my name? Are you a mind reader? Elrond chuckles softly at this. <laughs> His eyes shimmering with an otherworldly light. Ah, Whistle McDonkeltweaken, the fabric of time and space is intricate and woven with many threads. I am not a mind reader, but I possess knowledge of the past, present, and some hints of the future. Mm. He beckons you to sit across from him. As you do, you feel a strange energy in the room. You see, he continues, I too am a traveller, though not in the same way as you are. I traverse the cosmos, the vast expanse of the universe, gathering wisdom and insight. At this point, were you like... What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, we do try and keep past master. The whole idea is it's supposed to be realistic. It's yeah. like what happened in the past if we changed it. But you planted the seed. Well, I mean, <laughs> I did introduce a wizard as the narrator, so maybe that's that's just sort of giving it. A... 
But it's amazing, isn't it? You, you plant a little seed Tiny like that. Seed, and it's like, well, mm. cosmos. If it's wizards he wants. Yeah. I got wizards. <laughs> I got shitloads of wizards, mate. <laughs> Elrond pauses, carefully selecting his next words. Your journey is intertwined with mine in ways that you cannot yet fathom. I knew you would seek me out, for the story of Stonehenge and its true purpose is one that spans millennia. He leans closer, his voice barely above a whisper. The stones are more than just a monument. They are a gateway, a portal to realms beyond our comprehension. But unlocking their secret requires knowledge from various epochs of time. Your heart races. This was more than you bargained for. I yeah. think that's fair. Yeah. The mystery of Stonehenge, a simple quest, was unraveling into something much grander and more complex. That's interesting. It's sort of it's talking in the past tense immediately there. So it's gone into like story. Yeah, it's like mode. we're not gonna do the goal of finding out Stonehenge. We're gonna do something more grander <laughs> and more complex. Um, yeah, so at this point, I mean I kind of thought I, I thought it would be quite a dry story about how it's just a Neanderthal called not Neanderthal, Neolithic person called Dave yeah. who's commissioned it. Um, with words like wooga 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 yeah. oh okay but uh, nope we are we are meeting a wizard man who is traverses the cosmos so yeah okay the options were tell me more about this portal what lies beyond two what role do I play in this grand tale of Stonehenge or three if you're from the cosmos why are you here now <laughs> why have you just turned up here now of all places Elrond yeah. yeah I put tell me about this portal how does it work and what lies beyond? Elrond's gaze drifts towards the centre of the tent where a small model of Stonehenge stands. The intricate stones are bathed in the flickering light, casting eerie shadows on the walls. The henge, he begins, is more than mere stones. It's a culmination of cosmic energies aligned with celestial bodies, crafted with a purpose only a few can fathom. When the stones align with certain astral patterns, a portal opens... Let's just say that again. A portal <laughs> opens. What is going on here? But not just any portal, a gateway to different dimensions, realms that exist parallel to our own. Yeah. What, yeah, what, do, we, what do you make of this, Kiel? Is, is this sort of... Because you were doing some research on Stonehenge for this episode. Yeah, none of this was in there. <laughs> is this aligned with your expectations? <laughs> so what's a portal? I think it's like a, like a hole between worlds. <laughs> one thing and another. So, but normally between dimensions or yeah, worlds or yeah. something. It's, yeah, it's very. You'd think that that would be in the news that that had happened a few times since. Yeah. Or maybe because the stones have all eroded away. Yeah, it's lost its power. It can't open anymore. Yeah, just needs the right person to touch a yeah, stone in the right way. It just needs Whiskle McDonald <laughs> to be good to fiddle around with the stones, and then <laughs> off he goes. Okay. He looks deep into your eyes, ensuring you grasp the magnitude of his words. What lies beyond is a myriad of worlds, some wondrous and full of beauty, others treacherous and filled with unspeakable horrors. Mm. It's said that those who venture through and return come back with knowledge and power unimaginable to mortals. Your uh, eyes must have been lighting up at this point, Ryan. I was, I mean, at this point I'm like, Okay, I, I'm, this test has now just become a playthrough because I now want to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, it's and intriguing. How is it? What is Game Master going to come up with from the other side of this portal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and will it possibly make any sense? It sounds like Stranger Things. You, know, you might yeah. get these weird sort of shadow monsters that come through and yeah. eat your soul or something. Oops. Am I going to cause the dimensions to break and change history by <laughs> bringing some interdimensional 
beast. beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking at this point, wow, this is very not like past master <laughs> this normally is. This is a sci-fi. This is, yeah, this is a sci-fi master. He takes a deep breath before continuing, but there's a catch. The portal doesn't remain open indefinitely, and if you were to remain on the other side for too long, they might never be able to find their way back. The weight of this revelation presses down on you. The thought of infinite worlds and the risks involved makes your head spin. Elrod, hey, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost Keon. <laughs> His head is literally spinning for the benefit of uh, listeners. Um, Elron reaches out, placing a gentle hand on your shoulder. Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken, you have a choice to make. With you. With your knowledge from the future, you might be the key to unlocking the full potential of Stonehenge and exploring the realms beyond. And it gives you some options here. Things you might want to say. One, I want to unlock the portal and see what lies beyond. Two, this is too much for me. I need to reflect on what you've said. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much blue pill in the yeah. Matrix, isn't yeah, it? Just, no, fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. This is fucking mental. I'm not having it. Fourth. I should have done that and then just gone back to Irene who's like, bloody hell. I this that, lad. That guy is on something. She's like, I know, right? <laughs> Tell me about it. He is wild. He's brought these unfamiliar herbs with him and he's just been chatting shit in that tent. <laughs> we no, can't get rid of him. There's no portal. There's nothing. <laughs> it's just mad. Oh, dear. Oh, or three. If I help you, how will this affect my world and the course of history? Okay. <clears throat> so, obviously, I wanted to know more about it. So, I said, who made this portal? When does it fire up? Shall we go through it? <laughs> Very innocent little question. Leading, leading him on. Um, Elrond's smile widens slightly, a mix of amusement and intrigue playing on his features. Ah, Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken, ever the curious spirit. That is what makes you special. Oh, thanks. Aww. <laughs> Very complimentative, isn't he? He's lovely, yeah. He's really warm to you, I think. Uh, he moves to the model of Stonehenge, his fingers delicately tracing the edges of the stones. The portal's origins are shrouded in mystery. Some say it was the gods, others believe ancient cosmic travellers. But the true architects remain unknown. Okay, so... Still, yeah, yeah still give it a little bit of leeway. Because uh, remember, that to, to win this game, I have to find out who, who, who actually made it, it and why. why. So the quest is on. Perhaps they exist beyond the portal, or perhaps they vanished into the annals of time. Quick note here, I love how much it just says... Love saying annals. It uses it a lot, doesn't it? Annals is not a yeah. word that comes up in everyday no. conversation. We've had the annals of crime, the annals yeah. of time. As for when it activates, Elrond continues, his eyes gleaming with anticipation, the portal fires up during specific celestial alignments. Yeah, you said that, mate. Uh, the <laughs> next one is fast approaching during the solstice. The sun's position, combined with the unique positioning of the stones, will open the gateway for a brief moment. His gaze meets yours. Intensity burning within. <laughs> it's mysterious. Uh, venturing through the portal is a choice not to be taken lightly, he says. There are risks, but also potential rewards. We can journey on together, but I must warn you, the path may not be easy, and what awaits us on the other side is unknown. <laughs> so what, do you, what did you say to that? I said, let's fucking do this. Wow. No need to prepare. Let's just dive through it and hope we land somewhere with oxygen. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I suddenly pictured, what if you just land on a planet that's just like... <gasps> with no atmosphere. Quite. Well, Elrond thought this was funny. Elrond chuckles heartily. <laughs> Clearly delighted with your enthusiasm. Ah, Whiskle McDonkle Tweak and such bravery, such zeal. Very well, let us embark on this daring voyage. The two of you exit the tent and make your way towards the imposing structure of Stonehenge. As you approach, you feel a strange energy in the air, a pulsating hum that resonates within your very being. I like that this hostess is happening now. Yeah. <laughs> By coincidence, for the sake of the story. Uh, standing amidst the colossal stones, 
Elrond starts chanting in a language unfamiliar to you. Can you give us a chant, Keon? No, that's not me. <laughs> you're, the you're the chant guy. Kumla. Kumbai, Kumbai. West Country chanting. Um, <laughs> that was really good. The ground trembles and the stones begin to glow with a soft blue hue. As the celestial bodies align overhead, the very centre of Stonehenge is enveloped in a swirling vortex of colours. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Where El is this going? Um, well, let's find out. Elrond grabs your hand, his grip firm, and he says, on the count of three, we jump. <laughs> of course. One, two, three. With that, the two of you leap into the portal, the world around you dissolving into a kaleidoscope of colours and sensations. What? I mean, what? I thought when we went to the land of the dead in the ancient Egyptian times that that yeah. was as silly as it was going to get. Yeah. So no, this is all about historical facts and yeah. accuracy. That's what we want. <clears throat> Says the man who just leaped into a portal to another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> you land with a soft thud on ground made of iridescent crystals. The air is breathable, albeit with a hint of sweetness to it. Before you stretches a landscape like none you've ever seen. Floating islands, waterfalls that cascade upwards, and flora glowing with bioluminescence. Creatures of unimaginable shapes and sizes move about, some taking notice of your arrival while others go about their business. <laughs> what? Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> I'm, it's, it's, quite, it's painted quite the scene, hasn't it? It has. I'm, I'm really looking forward to messing about on mid-journey for this <laughs> one. <laughs> the sky above is a canvas of purples and blues with three moons hanging low. Elrond looks around, a hint of wonder in his eyes. Welcome, Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken, to the dimension of Luminaria. Our journey has truly begun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fine, Luminaria. However, as you revel in the beauty of Luminaria, you that notice... the moons? That's just I, I guess, to me. yeah, just uh, bioluminescence everywhere. Yeah. I don't know, everything's just luminous. <laughs> Lum luminous creatures going about their business, apparently. What should we call this bright, luminous place? Luminaria. <laughs> Luminaria. <laughs> However, as you revel in the beauty of Luminaria, you notice one of the creatures approaching you, a tall, ethereal being with wings that shimmer like stained glass. <laughs> oh, man. Here's your options. Approach the being with a gesture of peace. I don't know what that might be. Two, ask Elrond about the creature. <laughs> or three, try and find a place to hide. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, I was like, well, Game Master's making this very silly. I'm going to be silly as well. Uh, so I said, Elrond... Did you bring any food? I'm actually quite hungry, and it occurs to me we might not be able to eat things here. Shall we eat this creature, perhaps? Elrond looks a tad horrified at your suggestion. I think that's fair enough, actually, yeah. isn't it? You know, <laughs> what kind of creature is it? Well, it's got wings like stained glass. I think that's all we know, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's ethereal, like, tall, lum okay. luminous. I'm picturing just like, glowing. I can't yeah. look at it. It's so bright and sparkly. But you're going to try and eat it anyway. I'm going to try and eat it anyway. Raw, <laughs> raw. I haven't decided it at this point. Well, well, the, well, the air's sweet. Maybe the creatures are sweet as well. It's yeah. just like eating a load of candy floss. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Elrond looks a tad horrified at your suggestion, his eyes widening momentarily. Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken, while it's true that I have brought provisions from our world, it would be ill-advised to eat creatures from a dimension we know so little about. Or, or to go to a dimension yeah. that we know so little yeah. about, to be fair. Um, beside, it's paramount that we show respect to the inhabitants of this realm. He reaches into the folds of his robes, producing a small satchel. Here, he says, handing you some dried fruits and nuts from your own world. This should sate your hunger for Take now. This shut up. Stop trying to eat the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> let's be cautious about the resources we consume. The ethereal creature, having witnessed your exchange, approaches with a curious expression, its wings shimmering in the iridescent light. 
it produces a strange fruit from behind its back. <laughs> what? <laughs> you like apples? Yeah, you are. <laughs> the surface of which pulsates gently, so it's like a throbbing apple, mm. by the sound of it. Sounds fucking freaky. It offers it to you, seemingly as a gesture of goodwill. And what did what did you want to do here, right? And so I <clears throat> I I'll ask Elrond if this creature is sentient or if it's something we can ride like a horse. Can we capture it and ride it back through the portal sitting on its back? Also, does it know who built Stonehenge? I really do need to find this out. <laughs> Good. How um, big is this creature as well? Tall and ethereal. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't foot, even know why I'm trying to. Big, bigger than uh, Whisk or McDonald's weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elrond. Always the voice of wisdom mm. replies thoughtfully. Whiskle McDonkle tweaking. While the allure of the unknown is tempting, it's essential to approach new experiences with respect and consideration. This being appears sentient, intelligent, and capable of understanding our intentions. Treating it as a mere steed might not be wise or respectful. Oh, mm. sport, sport. Uh, he gestures towards this being and begins communicating, not through words, but through intricate hand gestures and soft humming sounds. Can't know. <laughs> hand gestures ensue uh, the creature responds in kind its wings emitting a gentle glow and producing harmonious melodies after a brief exchange Elrond turns to you the being which identifies as a Lumarian says it knows not of Stonehenge however they are willing to assist us on our quest by guiding us through Luminaria and introducing us to other beings who might have answers, Elrond adds with a hint of amusement. And no, they did not appreciate the idea of being ridden. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So at this point I said, okay, I think I will take a bite of this Luminarian's food. Do you think my human stomach can handle it or will I start tripping out like on acid? I'm gluten intolerant. Will that be okay? <laughs> Basically, I'm worried I'm going to start tripping my balls yeah. off. <laughs> and you, more than I already am, apparently. Elrond chuckles softly. Ah, Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken, the ever-present concern of dietary restrictions, even in a dimension as otherworldly as Luminaria. He holds the pulsating fruit up to his nose, sniffing it thoughtfully. From its scent and aura, it does not seem harmful, but as for gluten content or how it might interact with the human digestive system, I cannot be certain. Elrond glances back at the Lumarian, Attempting to convey your concerns, the creature hums a soft melody, its wings casting vibrant patterns of light. As the melody concludes, a gentle feeling of reassurance washes over you, though it's hard to tell if it's your intuition or some form of Lumarian communication. So, yeah, I said, I will take a bite of this pulsating interdimensional fruit, please. With a sense of daring curiosity, you take the pulsating fruit in your hand. Its surface is smooth. The gentle rhythm beneath your fingers feels oddly comforting. I really didn't think <laughs> I'd be doing this in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Eating throbbing alien fruit. Oh, oh man. So odd. Do you want to explain <laughs> what's going on, Keon? You having a little chuckle? No, just, you just got to eat. Putting, his, putting something throbbing really. in his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, didn't want to be shoving, thing. throbbing things in my mouth. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's right. fine, it's fine. Back. So with a daring sense of curiosity, you take the pulsating fruit in your hand. Its surface is smooth, and the gentle rhythm beneath your fingers feels oddly comforting. Slightly <laughs> 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 like wanking off an alien. Oh, my God. I just wanted to find out where Stonehenge came from. What is happening? <laughs> This is this is where you need to know all these things to know where Stonehenge. To is. understand it, you they never mentioned that before. 
That's why it's it's, it's an allegory. You're taking the forbidden fruit. <laughs> Quite. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> you take a cautious bite, and a burst of flavours floods your palate. A mix of sweetness, tartness, and a hint of something you can't quite put your finger on. It's unlike anything you've tasted before. The fruit's texture is soft, melting in your mouth with a cooling sensation. As you swallow, a warm, gentle energy. <laughs> <laughs> There he goes. He's gone. He's gone. (laughs) As you swallow, a warm, gentle energy flows through you. So you're not allowed to do anything dirty with it, but you could sort of come out. There's a lot of innuendo. Yeah. Your senses seem heightened, the colours around you more vibrant, and the sounds of Luminaria more harmonious. It's not an overwhelming sensation, but rather a gentle enhancement of your surroundings. Elrond observes you closely, a hint of relief evident in his eyes. It seems the fruit is not only edible, but also has some beneficial properties. Mm. How do you feel, Whiskle McDonkle Tweaker? <laughs> Filled with vitamins, that's what you always have to say to get them to, to, to swallow it. You get vitamins out of it, sorry. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, God. I just, I, I wonder what you were talking about then. It's just, I just realised, dirty, dirty talk. Wash your mouth out. The Lumarian, seemingly pleased by your acceptance of its offering, starts to hum a melodious tune, its wings shimmering even more brightly than before. Mm. Bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say to that? <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, Aaron asked me what I think of the fruit, and I said, yeah, not bad, not bad. I, I've had better. I'll, uh, I'll give the Lumarian a thumbs up. Uh, let's continue with our journey. I'm, I'm eager to find out who built Stonehenge. My assumption now is that it was these pulsating fruit wizard people. Maybe they visited Earth and used it as a kind of transit station. Elrond nods thoughtfully. Your theory is intriguing, Whiskle McDonkle Tweak, and if Stonehenge is indeed a portal to various dimensions, well, as I think we've seen it is, yeah, literally uh, <laughs> in another dimension right now, then its architects may very well hail from realms such as Luminaria. Our journey here could shed light on this mystery. With your thumbs-up gesture, the Lumarian seems to brighten even further, its wings glowing with increased intensity. It gestures for you to follow and begins to lead the way, gliding effortlessly over the iridescent crystal terrain. As you journey through Luminaria, you encounter various wonders, floating islands with cascading waterfalls that defy gravity, forests where the trees emit soft luminescence, and creatures of various shapes and sizes, again, going about their business <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what is an alien going about his business what just, does that involve just I don't know. walking just around shimmering his lights <laughs> making little melodious tones at people just calling people on his cell phone yeah just uh, walking fruit. about yeah throbbing fruit <laughs> the lumarian guides you to a vast amphitheater-like structure here a council of lumarians awaits their presence commanding and ethereal As you approach, they seem to communicate in harmonious melodies, their wings casting a kaleidoscope of colours. Okay. After what seems like a melodic debate, one of the elder Lumarians speaks. I don't know how it knows it's one of the elders, but... Yeah, is it bigger? Bigger. Even even shinier? (laughs) Travellers from another realm, we understand your quest for knowledge regarding the monument you call Stonehenge. It is true that our ancestors, along with beings from other dimensions, had a hand in its creation. Elrond listens intently, absorbing every word. The monument serves as a bridge connecting various dimensions, allowing beings like us to explore, learn, and interact. However, its true purpose and potential remain dormant, waiting for the right moment and the right key to unlock. You realise the answers you seek might be even more complex and profound than you initially imagined. (laughs) I just put, 
Look, just tell me who built Stonehenge and why, please. This interdimensional fruit thingy is now pulsating inside my guts, hey. and I think I'm going to need to go to the Luminaria hey. if you catch my drift. Uh, uh, nice. hey. Amazing. I if, would they, do they like jokes? Does well, Game Master like jokes? Now, at this point, something strange happened, which okay. must be a new feature of ChatGPT. It gave me two answers and asked me, which of these do you like best? Uh. I think if you read two of two first. Elrond stifles a chuckle at your pun. <laughs> Though the elderly Marion remains expressionless. <laughs> Just did not land with these aliens. Yeah. The pulsating hues of its wings portraying a sense of serene patience. Very well, Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken, the Elder Luminarian begins, its voice a harmonious blend of tones. Stonehenge was a collaborative creation. Our ancestors, along with beings from other realms and even your own Earth, worked together to build it. It's not just a monument, but a multi-dimensional nexus, a Oof. point of convergence for various worlds. Elrond's eyes widen with realisation. The Elder continues... It was constructed to facilitate exploration, exchange of knowledge, and harmony among the universes. Every piece, every stone, is infused with energies from different realms, yours included. Each alignment, each celestial event, opens pathways to new worlds, such as your presence here in Luminaria. As the truth dawns on you, the pulsating sensation from the fruit seems to intensify, <laughs> connecting you to the essence of Luminaria and beyond. <laughs> is that this thing in your guts, just like yeah. wobbling around? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god, is this knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, the Elder Luminarian extends its wing and a surge of energy flows through you. Visions of the past, present, and potential futures flash before your eyes. The construction of Stonehenge, beings of various forms working in unison, the portal Kill's activations, <laughs> and the infinite pathways stemming from it. This isn't how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, it was some to differ. Druids, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) And it gives you a little thing. Your revelation. Stonehenge wasn't built by a single individual or civilization. It's a nexus, crafted by collaborative efforts from beings across dimensions, including humans, Lumerians, and others yet unknown. It stands as a testament. That I can't be bothered to come up with (laughs) just yet, unless you ask me. (laughs) A nexus, is that what that word means? I think it's just, I I don't really use nexus very often. It doesn't come up much, does it? It sounds spacey and presumably like a, a point of... What does it mean, like inter, interconnection point? Yeah, point of convergence is what I'd imagine. Yeah. I don't know. That is a good word. I like Can that. you find out what nexus means? A connection or series of connections mm. linking two or more things. Oh, there, there we go, go then. As the visions fade, the Elder Lumerian concludes, the why transcends individual purposes, it embodies unity, exploration, and infinite potential that arises when diverse beings converge. With the mystery of Stonehenge's creation unveiled, a mix of awe, enlightenment, and intensified need for a loo encapsulates you. <laughs> so, so that, that's a nice little uh, bit of banter there from uh, yeah, the game master. And you know th- that th- a lot there. There's a lot was, to take in. You know, and I was just like, "Wow, this has really given me some crazy stuff." There's a nexus, yeah. all these dimensions. So I was very impressed with. It. I thought how he likes to take it and run with it. It was very good. <clears throat> but I actually selected the. Alternative option that it gave me, which is shorter but a little bit more to the point and made me laugh. Is that the one I've got? I think that's the one you've got. Which was the elder Lumerian emits a soft melodic chuckle, (laughs) (laughs) seemingly amused by your candidness. Very well, Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken, let us be succinct. It was our ancestors, in collaboration with beings from various realms, who contributed to the creation of Stonehenge. It serves as a multidimensional nexus, a focal point for energies that bridge worlds. Its primary purpose was for exploration, learning, and on occasion, refuge. 
Earth's unique position in the cosmic web made it an ideal location for such a construct. Elrond nods in appreciation. Thank you, wise one, for shedding light on this ancient mystery, he says. The elder Lumerian then gestures to a nearby crystalline structure that seems to pulsate gently. <laughs> if you're feeling the after-effects of our fruit, that is our luminaria. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to do humour. That kind of sounds like Austin Powers to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, make use of it. Uh, so I don't know how did you respond. Like go for a massive shit in his yeah. <laughs> crystal toilet. I should have said that. It's like I do the biggest <laughs> turd ever. I just yeah, I just my brain was just like, how did I end up sitting on a crystal loo in an in another dimension? This is all yeah. getting very very silly. It gave you the options what you could say. One, thank you. I'll be right back. <laughs> Two, before I go, is there a way to return safely to my dimension with this knowledge? <laughs> or, or three, how can I ensure Stonehenge remains protected in my world? I wasn't going to turn down the option of a crystal loo, so I said, thank you, I'll be right back. Nice. <laughs> and Elrond says, uh, I don't know what's Elrond saying this, rather than this yeah. Luminarian elder alien thing, but Elrond says, of course, Whiskle McDonkle Tweak, and take your time. <laughs> <laughs> have, have a nice slow, uh, slow sit down. <laughs> Elrond smiles with a kind smile, a twinkle of amusement in his eyes. You make your way to the Luminaria. The experience is unique, <laughs> to say the least. The facility seems to be perfectly attuned to the needs of interdimensional travelers. What does that mean? It wipes your ass for you. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know those Japanese toilets? I'm thinking yeah. like that, but on sort steroids. Like hair dryer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but made out of crystal. <laughs> after, a short, after a short while, you return feeling much lighter and refreshed. Elrond and the Luminarian Elder await your return patiently. The Elder speaks. Now that you're feeling better, is there anything else you wish to know or do before we attempt the journey back to your realm? I should have just been like, oh crap, no, I've got to go back, I've got to go back, see how long, <laughs> see how patient they'd be. <laughs> but no, I just said, I'll head back now, please. Very well, Elrond responds, nodding. The Lumerian Elder gestures, and the amphitheatre begins to resonate with harmonious melodies. A portal, similar to the one at Stonehenge, begins to form. Elrond takes your hand, his grip reassuring. Remember, Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken, the knowledge you've gained is invaluable. Use it wisely. With that, the two of you step into the portal, the world of Luminaria fading as the familiar surroundings of Stonehenge come into view. You're back on Earth, the massive stones of the ancient monument standing tall and majestic around you. Elrond releases your hand, offering a warm smile. Our journey was extraordinary, and the knowledge we've gained could change the course of history. Remember to tread carefully with this information. With a final nod and a flourish of his robes, <laughs> Elrond disappears, leaving you amidst the enigmatic stones of Stonehenge. Uh, now, do we think he actually literally vanished or just walked off? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, I think I'd like to think he just disappears behind a stone yeah, and then gone when waiting you look. for you to go. So. And it gives you an epilogue. Do you want to read the epilogue? Uh, yeah, go on then. Epilogue. The knowledge you gained from Luminaria reshaped humanity's understanding of Stonehenge and its significance. Historians, archaeologists and scientists from around the world flocked to study the monument further, leading to a new era of interdimensional research and exploration. Your adventurous spirit and daring choices became legendary, immortalised in books, films and tales tales for generations. Stonehenge, once a mysterious relic of the past, became a beacon of hope and curiosity for the future. Its secrets unlocked by a brave time traveller named Whiskle McDonkle Tweaken. As for the game of Passmaster, what? <laughs> your actions left an indelible mark, ensuring that future players would always hear tales of the traveller who dared to venture beyond the known realms, forever changing the course of history. 
hang on. So, and as for the game of Passmaster, so it's sort of created, like it's inserted Passmaster yeah. into the law of this yeah. universe. So, what is the impact on? I mean, I feel like this this episode had a lot of impact on on Passmaster. <laughs> I need yeah. a lie down. That's all. I know. Yeah, and then it just finishes. Thank you for playing Passmaster, Winkle McDonkle Tweaken. Your journey was truly unforgettable. Three emojis. It really was. So, so that clears that up. That clears that yep. up then. Yeah, it's it's good so now you know. <laughs> yeah, now I know. I'm really, really pleased. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird, isn't it? I don't think, besides planting that seed of a wizard right at the start, there was nothing really to suggest I want to go on a psychedelic no. sci-fi adventure to another world. It's, do you know Rick and Morty? Yeah, yeah. It's very Rick and Morty, yeah. actually. <laughs> Utterly weird. Batshit, batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have expected to see, Kion, if you just like, people rolling these massive stones? Mm. And what would you have done? Just like, I mean, like, where, where, where are they come from? Yeah, we don't even know like, where they came from, do we? yeah. Like <laughs> aliens, where you come from? They came from that quarry over there. That guy. And didn't. why are you putting them there? And why that shape? And yeah. what are you going to use it for? Just those basic questions, really. None of this astro whatever. Popping to an, another Sci-fi. dimension for shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit on a crystal alien. Swallowing some pulsating toilet. fruit. Horrible <laughs> yeah. jizzy alien fruit. Yeah, very weird. An intriguing adventure that came. I mean, out. You, we're never going to know anyway, so you might as well Have just mess this around. Is, this yeah, is as likely as yeah, like that. Just that can just go in the list of theories yeah. now, and no one can say otherwise. It's one more, it's one more theory yeah. for the list, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what did you think of today's slightly different adventure? Would you have gone through and done a turd in Luminaria? Do let us know. Let, well, I was going to say, should we go jump back through the the portal and go on some <laughs> other adventure? We'll park that for. a Different podcasts. Interdimensional, uh, <laughs> interdimensional master. master. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, let us know what you thought. Get in touch. We are on Twitter, X at Passmaster AI. We're on Instagram at Passmaster Pod. But you can email us, PassmasterPod at gmail.com. We're also on TikTok at Passmaster AI, where we're going to attempt to post some little videos, silly videos, with some of that mid journey art. I can't wait to see the mid journey art of this episode. The, yeah. Uh, it's going to uh, be wild. Just run right. Your imagination is yeah. just free to do whatever. In fact, we should have a little competition. What do we think this luminarian looks like? Who can come up with the best artwork? <laughs> and if, if anyone listening has is making any AI art, do we'd love to see anyone else's creations of what, what this might look like. Please do send that in. Um, doesn't even have to be AI art. It could just be you know, your own art. Sketches. Yeah. Just your own art. <laughs> just yeah. Draw us a crystalline <laughs> toilet. <you> know, toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tune in next time for more Passmaster Adventures. See ya. See ya. Bye for now.